The monetary policy today it maintains status quo on key policy rates, citing concerns around elevated food inflation, weather-related disruptions, and geopolitical issues. It also introduced an incremental CRR to address surplus liquidity issues from the withdrawal of the rupees 2000 notes. We have with us today Ms. Madhvi Arora, lead economist of MK Global Financial, to discuss the policy. Hi, ma'am. Welcome to the podcast. Just to start off with, what is your initial assessment? I know we've had a lot of discussions around the inflation and rates. Do you also believe that the food inflation is transitory and how long could we see the impact of that happening? And in that relation, how big of a concern could future inflation trajectory be at this point in time? So, you know, RBI's uh, policy decision was not a surprise for us. They have continued to hinge their reaction function on inflation notwithstanding the recent perishables that food shock. So there's been still a sense of policy flexibility and uh, they expected to choose to focus on um, the durable elements of inflation, which is, of course, the fact that core inflation is coming off. At the Mm -hmm. same time, there is a transitory element to the food inflation. The ongoing food shock, of course, has led the RBI to revise its inflation forecast materially in the near term, as well as FY24. It's almost 30 weeks up for the year, which is in line with our forecast. But I think that the RBI is still under near-term forecast. I think mm. the second quarter could see inflation average close to 6.5% as against RBI's forecast of 6.2% and mm. could reverse even more meaningfully than what they had assumed. So for the year, we are also looking at a 5.4% plus inflation print on an average. Mm. But mm. I think the dynamics would be a tad different in terms of uh, how we are getting it versus how RBI is getting it. But my sense is that the food inflation shock will likely reverse meaningfully from October, November of this year, which will lead to the easing of inflation in fourth quarter on a sequential basis and otherwise as well, which is what their trajectory is as well. But I think it will be much more meaningful in terms of reversal and much more meaningful in terms of a higher print in the near term than what they are expecting. In that context, then how is the liquidity situation, um, how is the sort of balance between liquidity and management? And as an extension to that, do you uh, believe that uh, the incremental CRR was the right tool to sort of go for this as compared to maybe other repo operations or an OMO? We were again expecting them to use some kind of a temporary tool and not a very blunt tool Mm -hmm. with regard to liquidity management because we also believe a part of the liquidity deluge that has happened is uh, temporary Mm-hmm. and will reverse as we get into September period and onwards. To that extent, I think uh, anyway, this tool that they have taken is something that they had used even during Demon, which wherein they had put an ICRR of 100%. Unlike mm-hmm. this time around, which is uh, 10% yeah. over and above the 4.5%. Uh, now, the Im- immediate impact of that is obviously for the period till the time they don't review it again would be leading to almost 1.1 trillion of depletion of li- liquidity, taking into account the fact that there was also a merger of HDFC twins uh, at that point in time. If I remove mm-hmm. that, we get close to around 900 billion plus of liquidity surplus withdrawal. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, I don't think that would be reviewed or, re- or renewed by the Reserve Bank uh, as they meet again on the 8th of September, which will be ahead of the advanced tax outflow. And also would imply that as we get into the uh, September onward period, there would be a natural depletion of liquidity coming from higher currency in circulation and advanced tax outflows as well. And obviously, mm. some concurrent state election will also naturally deplete the liquidity balance that you're seeing. So I think what they had done with regard to the temporariness of the tool is, uh, I think, pretty comfortable for me. They could have also used maybe a shorter term of VRRs, which they mm. don't want to do because they want to probably build or develop the, you know, the repo curve 
uh, or the money market curve, which is hinged on a 14-day VRR, and then they don't want to disturb it. But I think they could have also chosen that uh, route as well as, mm. you know, very short epic swaps, uh, like a three-month swaps that they could have also done. Mm. I'm sure they would have discussed those on the table and would have done the pros and cons. But I think this is also fine because it's any which way not impacting the bank's profitability or margins in the material way. So right. it's not really disturbing the dynamics of the banking system as such. The impact on banks is not expected to be very much like you mentioned, but uh, short-term rates are expected to see some amount yes, of tightening yes, due to yes. this. Could that then lead yes. to borrowing costs for NBFCs and other corporates being impacted given that it's already a bit of an overcrowded market in terms of the yes, money market? Yes, so, so there will be a mild hardening of money market rates because what the banks were doing is they were not parking their excess money with uh, the Reserve Bank. Part of it was they were okay to park at penal overnight rate or reverse separate, which is basically SDF, or but right. actually we're getting into the CPCD market or overnight, uh, you know, interbank market to sort of deploy that excess money that they had in hand. So right. clearly, and also short-term personal loans that they were uh, willing to mm-hmm. give out. Obviously, with the ICRR, this there will be a you know hardening, mild hardening of money market rates for borrowers, including NBFC cops, and of course, as I said, will will also have a slight impact on the bank's NIMS, which will be mm. hardly three to four bips depending on the instrument where they were parking the money. You know, it won't be too material. Obviously, it would lead to hardening of the money market rate. But I think to that extent, it is in line with the RBI's uh, so-called stance of withdrawal of accommodation. Would you be able to quantify the rate impact? Where do you see both short-term and long-term rates, say, by over a one to two month tenure? I think there could be an upside of around 10, 15 bips, not more. And on the longer end of the curve, uh, where do you see rates sort of? So I think we have continued to believe that we are going to be seeing the mild flattening of the GSEC, which will continue. Hmm. And I think uh, market caution is pretty much there because they still believe that there could be an RBI hike if inflation hmm. surprises on the upside in the whole quarter. But I think market caution may probably ease as they start tracking the lower GSEC supply in second half of the year, uh, which could also be helped by any kind of development on bond inclusion. Hmm. Besides any kind of elevation in yield, if there if they may be, could be matched by natural buying from banks, insurance, EPF, etc. And uh, we think the benchmark uh, 10 paper, even if it sees the higher 7 2022, hmm. will reverse course by September and towards the 7705. In terms of the additional measures announced, uh, RBI today flagged uh, the EMI and the sort of elongating of loan tenures. Just wanted to understand one, will the home loan segment, which is where we're seeing the sort of practice of elongating tenures happening, be the most affected by this? But also, um, how do you sort of see the impact in terms? of that and what is what would be the alternative then because as rates rise our lenders also only have two options either to increase your EMI or increase the loan tenure how does the market or lender sort of take this sort of view from the RBI no no so clearly in terms of this again as I said it's it's probably going to be impacting the shorter tenure more than mostly the personal loan category than the home loan category except for the fact there's still been transmission of the past hike which is still happening and it's not been complete even in the home loan segment so there could be changes in that bit but i think this particular move would be more uh, impacting the personal loan space thank you so much for your time thank Thank you so so much much for speaking thank you this is anshika signing off uh, till the next episode of your podcast thank you